good morning, dear friends. You're welcome to a new episode on this English podcast. Today is a Saturday, Saturday 9th January 2021. So this is the first episode of this year. I want to wish you all a happy new year again. Uh, this is the first episode. This is episode 148. And it's going to be our first episode for this year. This is your regular host, Teacher D, sitting in from our studios in Shanghai. So, I'm very sure many of you out there have resumed work. Um, we are just um, over the festive period. You know, there was Christmas. We had our last episode for 2020 on New Year's Eve. And so today we're bringing you the first episode for 2021. Hopefully you have set up uh, goals for this year. You have uh, resolutions that you have taken. And hopefully this year is going to be a better year than the previous year. We are still living in the period of COVID-19. So... Um, a lot of countries are experiencing a second wave of the virus and so we cannot say the pandemic is gone, we cannot say COVID-19 is gone. We are still experiencing this very terrible moment. There are many people who cannot go to work normally. They have to work from home. Many conferences and many events have um, gone virtual. We cannot hold in physical locations. So we are going to see some people say that 2021 is rather going to be the year of vaccines. And we are already seeing a number of vaccines in America, in England, in China. We're seeing many countries are putting forth vaccines to combat this very deadly virus COVID-19. So hopefully um, we're going to have uh, vaccines that will be able to um, keep us safe from this uh, deadly virus. And although there are a lot of conspiracy theories about uh, vaccines, but I think um, these vaccines, as long as medical experts prove that they're safe, um, I think they're worth the trouble, they're worth the risk, because we often say in English, it's better safe than sorry. So, with that said, um, today I'm going to introduce the first series for this year. Um, we're going to launch a new series. And it's a long series that is going to take many episodes to, to get over it. And this series is going to be discussing IELTS questions. And I thought we should begin the year with this series because I have received a lot of requests from students. And last time I was giving you the statistics of uh, listeners to this podcast and Remember, I mentioned that a lot of uh, listeners are not students. So this year, we decided to start the first series. is going to be um, a topic that may be a little bit more appealing 
to our students in middle school, high school, and university. Many of them, especially here in China, especially here in Asia, and in Europe, uh, many of these um, high school students usually prepare to take out. Out is spelled I-E-L-T-S, and that abbreviation represents the International English Language Testing System. The International English Language Testing System, usually referred to as IELTS, is a standardized test to prove your English language proficiency. So most students who come from countries that don't have English as the first language they have to take this test if they intend to further their studies in countries like um, America, England, Australia, Canada, uh, Ireland, and so on, New Zealand. So if you're a student and English is not your first language and you, you're planning to go to university in a country where English is the first language, usually in order to prove that your English is good enough for you to study in that country, you have to present your IELTS scores. So it's a very, very, it's one of the most popular um, standardized English tests. And all over the world, you have millions and millions of students taking this test. And I have been preparing students this test for about uh, 15 years now, about 16 years actually. So it is one of my fields of expertise. So uh, I thought this year we should start a very long series on IELTS. And hopefully after that we will also try to discuss uh, TOEFL. TOEFL is a similar kind of test. And for students who intend to study in universities in America, they are usually required to present TOEFL scores. So sometimes there is this controversy. A lot of students are confused. They don't know, is it better to take TOEFL or is it better to take out? And the best answer to this question is actually both of them standardized test to prove your English proficiency. So, in fact, uh, a university that accepts, if a university accepts uh, IELTS scores, they're very likely to accept TOEFL scores too, and vice versa. So, if a university accepts uh, TOEFL scores, they're very likely to accept IELTS scores. Um, however, it is well known that if you're going to study in America, if you want to further your studies in America, most universities in America uh, will prefer TOEFL scores. So TOEFL is much more popular among um, American higher institutions. Whereas if you're going to study in England, for example, or in Australia, 
um, most schools will be looking at your IELTS scores. But like I said, it doesn't mean that if you have uh, TOEFL scores and you apply to a university in Australia, you will be rejected outright. No. Uh, but it's a question of preference. So usually I advise students who are going for further studies in America to sit for the TOEFL. And students who are going to England, I tell them to focus on IELTS just to be sure that they are a situation where a school is going to prefer one test over the other. In actual fact, they shouldn't be that preference. So, so we will be discussing in this um, series, we will be discussing um, typical questions that you come across if you take the IELTS test. We will be discussing some techniques to help you get good scores. So we'll be giving um, test tips and we'll be discussing um, sample answers. So sample answer means uh, we're going to probably put forth a question and then we attempt an answer. We, we see a model answer and try to discuss, see, point out what makes that answer very good mistakes, we're going to point out what kind of things are in that answer that you shouldn't, you shouldn't repeat in your own answer in case you have to take the test. So this is, um, this is the kind of thing we will be discussing in this theme. And just for general information, um, the IELTS test is scored over 10, over 9 actually. Um, score is nine so if you are if you're taking the test your score is usually given you will see something like six five seven and, and sometimes you'll be asking yourself what's the top score the top score is nine okay so um, most universities will require you to have something like six some top universities, very high-ranking universities, they will require you to have a score like seven. So um, when we start discussing this series in our next episode, we will have time to look at some of these uh, band scores to see uh, what they actually represent. But what I'm trying to give you is a general idea of what kind of score you are targeting. So, um, for normal universities, universities that are not very famous, uh, they will ask you for six, 6.0. And for universities that are very, very famous, top-ranking universities, and sometimes depending on what kind of major you're going to study, some majors require a higher level of English. And so, major in a very famous university will probably require you to have something like 7 or even 8.0. So um, this is just to give you a general idea so that in case you're preparing for the ads uh, or you have already taken the ads and probably your score was something like 4 or 5, you may be wondering how good is that score. Um, 
really have to try to have something like 6.0 before you begin to apply to universities. So uh, that's some basic information about um, how the score range is. And usually if you can get six, usually if you can get six, but if your total score is six in IELTS, it means your English is not that bad. It means you can communicate in English, you can, you can listen to lectures in English, and you can function conveniently in an English-speaking environment. So six is just a very fair score. Seven is great. Eight is excellent. And I don't want to talk about nine, but there are people who do get nine, so that's how it looks like. Um, and then another basic information I would like to give you is that this test is in four sections. IELTS test is in four sections, and the four sections are you have speaking, then you have reading, it's reading comprehension. Then you have listening comprehension, and then you have writing. And so these four sections represent the four basic language skills. And for any person who intends to function in an English-speaking environment, uh, you have to be able to prove your proficiency in these four language areas. So again, you're tested in speaking, you're tested in reading, listening and in writing. That's another basic information you should know about IELTS. And then uh, the third thing you should also know is that you have two versions of IELTS. You have the general IELTS, general training, and you have the academic IELTS. What does this mean actually? The academic IELTS is for students who want to follow their studies. So if you're going to do a master's degree or a bachelor's degree or PhD, you're going to take the academic IELTS. And for the general training, general training targets mostly people who probably just want to go and work in an English-speaking country. For example, if you're migrating to Canada just to work or to live there, to take the general training. And what's the difference? The difference is very, um, very little actually. The difference is probably at the level of the speaking test and the writing test. At the writing test, you will be asked to write something like a letter, and in the academic test, you will be asked to write about um, a table or diagram. So, and then at the level of speaking, the questions are slightly different, but the reading and the listening are totally the same. So, that's another information you should know. Um, there is an academic IELTS and there is general training IELTS. And then the last piece of information before we go is you can take IELTS online and you can take it at a physical location. So, you have a paper-based and you have the internet-based IELTS. You can choose. That's another very important piece of information. And I just wanted to give you all that basic information. And from the next episode, we'll begin.
begin to look at each aspect in detail. With that, we come to the end of this episode. Have a wonderful weekend. Our 15 minutes are up and I will see you in